Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So as you can tell by the title, I'm going to talk about mistakes I've made in business, and what I do now. So the first one, okay, so I'll get into it. So the mistakes I'm going to talk about, I executed these mistakes. We'll do air quotes because you like it's all, everything's a learning opportunity. I executed these mistakes in my first business, which was a social media agency. And I've taken the lessons from those mistakes and I've applied the lessons into the business I run now which is just, you know, my astrology and conscious business consulting. So even just like, okay, the first thing I'll say, I'm just finding my list that I like so I don't forget anything. But um, something I've done just like in four years, I've had one, two, three, I think I'm on my fourth maybe fifth. I own a lot of business names in the province of Ontario. Like I've, I've registered quite a lot and I've like, I have a list on like which ones I'm going to renew, which ones I'm not going to renew. So, um, yeah, so fun. So basically I've, uh, one, this is like a, a mistake that I made in the lesson and is very much tied to my natal chart with my Saturn and Midheaven and Aries. But for the longest time, I flip-flopped between like my my social media agency's first name was Kiss, Kiss Collective Social because I had a blog called Kiss Collective, but I had changed my blog to Kiss Collective from just my name, Lisa-Marie-Kiss, right? And I was like, no, no, it can't be me. It can't be me. It has to be something else. And so I had that same thing with my business. I'm like, okay, it's going to be Kiss Collective Social. It can't be me. It's an agency, right? Even though I'm the only one. And then I was like, okay, everybody's working with me. It's going to be Lisa Kiss Creative. And I was Lisa Kiss Creative for a long time. And then I was like, oh, I need boundaries. I have to, my, my name can't be my business. It, it has to be separate. It has to be separate. So then I became Be Mindful Studio. And then I kept Be Mindful Studio even though I changed from social media agency to astrologer, teacher, conscious business guide. And then I was like, oh, my God, something like really doesn't feel right here. My The astrology business wasn't really like working in the way I wanted it to. And I'm like, it's because on Instagram, everyone has to search Be Mindful Studio. Like that, like that's how the account comes up. And I found people were tagging my at Lisa Marie Kiss, which is a personal private Instagram account. And um, I was like, okay, I'm like, you know what? Aries season 2022, my business name is Lisa Kiss and my name is Lisa Kiss and there's the brand of Lisa Kiss in the, in the, within the business and there's the person and that's just the end of it. Um, a lot of in my natal chart says like I just have to be myself and authentically express me and, and the first thing you use to authentically express yourself is your name and you tell people what to call you, right? So I guess the first mistake was just going flippy floppy 
on business names, even though the business name was staring right in front of me. It's my name. And if you are curious while listening to this and you don't know me in real life, my actual name is Lisa Kiss. It's not like a like fake last name or anything. It's actually my name. I get asked that all the time and they're like, oh my God, people like just people. They're like, oh my God, that's so cute. And I actually do feel like it's a memorable astrologer name, right? And it's like literally legal, like it's kisses, the ethnic origin is in Hungary and and yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's not on my list. But I guess the first mistake would just be like just like almost trusting yourself and trusting that your name holds value and weight when you're in business, right? So yeah, just in case you're struggling with what to call your business, like literally just use your name. (laughs) That's the, you can't go wrong, right? Because if people are are communicating with you, they're going to see your name anyway. Like, yeah. But if you have a cool idea, different name. See, naming the business was always hard for me. And then when I was like, it's Lisa Kiss, everything's been easy. So like once that is figured out, it feels more grounded. Um, It's one less thing for me to change my mind about. Now, um, so the first mistake or the second mistake I'm going to talk about that that's like only happened in the social media agency was, and it stemmed from like, and I always say this, I wanted, like, I like being an entrepreneur because I like to uh, work for myself, but that doesn't mean I want to work by myself all the time, right? Like, it's nice to have, you know people around you helping or just people to talk to for the social aspect, but I have to be the one that's like making decisions and in charge. (laughs) It's, it's just in my natal chart. So if you have a strong entrepreneurial personality, you understand what I'm saying. So basically I'd been in business for less than a year. Yeah, I'm doing math. So from May of 2018 to December of 2018, it's not a, it's not a year. It's more than half of a year. I was like, I was like, I want an intern. And so, um, yeah, I think I just wanted like somebody to like help me with stuff, but also like collaborating of ideas, having another person's energy there is very helpful. So I put up an intern posting. I also like was an intern for three different startups and I loved being an intern. Intern energy is fantastic because you're like want to um learn. It's a lot different. Hopefully you can't hear that. It's a lot different than um like hiring somebody, which I had no capability of doing because I was only in business like eight months. So I put up an intern posting and I got like a hundred applicants and I couldn't believe it. I really learned that I liked sifting through applications and I like I took an HR class when I was in school and like I think I really liked the recruiting process. So anyway, from that, I found four interns because <laughs> I couldn't pick one. I got four and they each had a different skill that I kind of wanted to help them build and grow upon. So as you can tell, I'm, I'm in business like less than a year and I'm already wanting to mentor people. So all these students were at a local college near me. They were all like in school um, and internship was maybe like five hours a week. It's nothing crazy, but it was like I had someone who was just doing content writing, fantastic writer, someone who's going to help me with strategy, someone 
who's going to help me with, I guess, like blogging, which is a little different than content writing, like the local side of things, and then a photography intern. And so within like a week, the one person's like, okay, I actually can't do this with my schedule. And I was like, okay, boom, down an intern. Then the other person after two months, fantastic writer, fantastic writer, so good, just like ghosted. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, And the other two I had on uh, right until basically like COVID hit and they were fantastic. So like the blogging intern and the photography intern, fantastic. So I was almost like dealing just with the interns. I thought, oh, I'm going to hire someone who can help scale my agency. And uh, I hired a contractor and I actually paid this person. Now, when you are going to pay somebody to do something, you got to vet them, okay? Especially like I truthfully didn't have the capacity to really pay them. It was like 100% like a contract. Like this is, this is like maximum what it is per month I'd gotten a grant so like that's how I was like paying the person and it was for like photo and video I'm gonna tell you this right now you got to vet the people who you have help you and if you're gonna pay them especially as a small business owner like you're putting a lot of trust in them and I experienced a person who I hired who's like at this point I was like oh what's your sun moon rising like all of that And there was an issue at the end with this person with them leaving and they couldn't really accept um, feedback or they weren't really open to communicating things clearly. It wasn't a good fit, truthfully. It just was not. I'm kind of glad like COVID kind of cut that like tie. But um, really like there was words that were said and this is why when you're like hiring you really even if you're the person on the other end and you're applying like never ever do this um because you're just not being authentic to yourself they like threw back at me in a negative condensation stuff about spirituality and astrology and I was like wow so you don't care about your sun moon rising you aren't into astrology and spirituality why would you apply to a job that um the, the business owner, the business like wants to work with health, wellness, and woo-woo brands. Why would you align yourself with that? So please, if you're applying to things, never pretend to be something you're not to get a job. Like don't act like you're something you're not to fit in. Like don't do that. Go find a place where you actually fit in. So that's one thing that like always bothered me because I was like, what? Oh my God. Because that means that whenever there was an astrology conversation, like the person didn't really care, but they were pretending that they did. And like, to me, that's just like not a way to live your life. (laughs) So that's one thing, but also like really somehow try to like get it out of people if they're being authentic or not. I don't even really know how you would do that. I guess just like multiple interviews, but definitely I hired way too soon. Like I shouldn't have done that, but it connects into, I hired this independent contractor because I was trying to scale my agency And I wrote it down really nicely here. So like the reason, like if I actually try to think back as to why I was trying to scale my business in this particular direction, to be honest, I don't actually know why I was doing that. So like, I think I was listening to other people on how I should scale a social media agency. So you really have to ask yourself though, like, how do I want this business to grow for yourself, but also for your clients. Um, 
maybe you don't do it the typical way. Maybe you do it the way you want to and not the way it's supposed to. I'm doing air quotes, supposed to be, especially when this podcast is called Don't Tell Me What to Do. Literally do it the way you want. So like I was in a, a grant program. It all really stems down to that end of 2019, right before COVID. And they were like, it's great. You have this many social media management clients. They're like, how are you going to make it bigger? And I was like, I don't really think I knew what to say. Like I was 22 years old. And so there are dogs barking. I don't know if you can hear that. And so I was 22 years old. I didn't really know what to say. And I was like, well, I do the social media management. I do like strategy. I, you know, do the business development and get more clients. And I was like, okay, maybe I can offer more services, right? I can have somebody in-house do photo video so that people are coming to me for social media management and the content creation, and then they're not going to somebody else, right? Now, (laughs) I was like, oh, but now when you're doing something, when you're expanding with another service, and I'm like, I'm not a photographer, videographer, it's not my thing. Um, it like involves bringing on another person, a lot of responsibility, and 22-year-old Lisa was not ready for that, or the different personalities that come along with um, being a creative. And like, there's nothing wrong with being a creative. We need the creatives in the world, but um, certain creatives um, just aren't. Some people are better off working for themselves than can, like. That's all I'll say there. And uh, there's a creative process, but there needs to be a connection between a creative and an agency owner. There has to be communication on where they are in the creative process. You can't just like not communicate what's going on. And I've experienced it like a few different times where – because. I, I can do it too. Like you kind of disappear almost into the project. You are one with the project and you're really feeling it out. So you, you disappear and then someone's like, wait, what's going on? Is it started? Is it in the middle? Are they done? Is there a timeline? Is there a due date? Like all these things. And when you're so immersed in that creative flow, you might forget to tell somebody what what's, what's going on with it, but you have to communicate what you're doing or else other people don't know what's going on and it's not good. So I even have to do this like with social media management. Like I had to with clients saying, okay, here's this. I'm working on this and then you'll get this. And even if it's just a mini update and they can't really do anything or approve anything, people just appreciate knowing that they're, the person they're paying is working, right? But anyway, so back to like the scaling thing though. Like I wanted to scale by offering more services. And um, I got a few video projects, but I couldn't really do the work because, right, not a videographer. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. I'm getting these video projects. And, um, but I truthfully was like, is this how I want to grow the business? By doing video projects, not social media. Like it was, it's a very odd time COVID hit, thank gosh. But Really, I, I discovered a few, maybe like a month ago, I discovered this, I forget her account, something Bean, Jer, Jerbean, Jera, something like this. I, I, she's based somewhere in the States and she is a social media coach and she has scaled her business to be 
not doing the management, but like coaching and consulting business owners on how to use social media, right? So like doing one-to-one consulting and coaching. And then on top of that, she does like group coaching and then she may or may not have like a self-guided program on how to do it, right? So like right there, there's another way to scale being a social media professional, right? It could have even been like scaling the agency to just have lots of social media clients and hiring someone to to, to do the, uh, the management or the copywriting or something, right? It could have been to scale to a group consulting program. Like I could have done it in so many different ways, but I was trying to scale the agency to have more services because I was almost listening to the people around me and not listening to myself. So the one of the biggest mistakes is like, don't listen to other people if it's your business. And other things I've done, if like I've made a, a landing page or a, a graphic on Canva, or like if I was getting a new logo done or something, I would share it with um, friends and family. Like I would be like, oh, what do you think of this? Or do you like A or B better, right? Now, unless your friend or family member is a part of your target demographic, don't ask their opinion. Um, Because especially if they're not like the, the gender that you're targeting for your services. So like for me particular, I just work with women, right? And so I try my best not to ask my brother for like design stuff or messaging um, like, or my boyfriend, like I don't ask him because they're not who I'm targeting. But the thing is, is everybody who knows you is going to love to give an opinion about what you're doing. And that's fine. Opinions are great. But again, you have to decide like, okay, that's just an opinion. This is my business. Do I really want to implement that? Or am I just going to like drop that and like not really think of it? Um, the same thing even works for like, cause I was in the grant program and I was getting these, um, like free business training sessions and I, it's a lot of information. There was like mentorship involved. And again, like the same thing they were all like, and one, there were these, um, two ladies, they were lovely. I love their vibe. They owned like a graphic design agency or design agency. And she, I think they were asked like, how are you going to scale? How are you going to grow? And this is the question and the pressure of it. I scaled in the wrong direction because what happened is like when COVID hit, um, I had to just go back to doing social media management. I said, screw the scaling, cut that tie. I'm just going to focus on helping my clients right now because they need help. Then I onboarded a few new clients and my business did the best it had done that year. Like January, February, March were not that great. April, May, June were phenomenal in 2020 because I stopped trying to like scale in this way that wasn't aligned with my um, mission or even my heart and my value system. And I started doing what I'd always been good at. And it was just me. And that comes back as a theme as well. And the business started doing so much better. And I was like, wow, I had to register for like a specific tax number um, in Canada or in Ontario, like you're, you're supposed to, I'd start collecting tasks because I hit a certain revenue threshold, which is like a really big, exciting thing. So, and I did that because I was doing things my way and the way I wanted to. So much of the time we hold the wisdom in ourselves and we ignore it. We don't listen to it. And then we go and we ask our best friend if they like the logo and it's like, no, no, your best friend, your best friend, she's awesome, but you know which logo you like better 
or like we'll go ask a business mentor, how should I scale my business? No, no, you know how you want to scale your business because you know what you love doing. Now, once you've made the decision on how you're going to scale, then go seek out a business mentor because maybe they can help you figure out a plan to scale in that direction. But you decide how you're going to scale. Don't let somebody else um, decide how you're going to grow your business. To be honest, most of the time, I never know, like with this current like astrology and business consulting that I'm doing right now, I'm not like um, in Canada, you don't have to be like an official corporation. You, I'm a sole proprietor right now, but eventually I will incorporate and it will be Lisa Kiss Consulting Corp. That's what I'm, that's what I'm like calling it to like manifest it, but like it will happen soon. I'm trying to pick like a certain day, like a chart that I like, like where the energy kind of like fits with my chart and any, anyway, but um, for Lisa Kiss Consulting Corp, I just like, I don't know how the hell it's going to scale, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try the different things, get the feedback, whatever works, keep doing it. Um, but I know that what I have to do is a teaching and educating and one-to-one -one work business. And if I'm not educating, informing, or teaching, or helping people one-to-one -one through, like, mentorship consulting, then I'm not, I'm not aligned, right? And you look in your chart to see what you're supposed to do, right? Look at your North Node, your Saturn, your Midheaven, and your second, sixth, and tenth episode of podcast episodes on these. Go look at those points. Like, I have North Node in the third. Got to be teaching. Got to be communicating, sharing that message. Midheaven and Aries, Saturn and Aries has to be my way, my name, everything mine, right? It sounds kind of like, right? But my business doesn't exist with others. But like, it also wouldn't exist if I wasn't teaching because I just, it would be weird to do anything other than that. And then I have like the three fire work, like workhouses. So the passion comes through. But yeah, like, don't even, even if you have like a coaching consulting or mentorship business, people will tell you the easiest way to scale a business because you can't really rely on one-to-ones. You have to like find another way to earn money so you don't burn yourself out. Like the truth is like you don't want to burn out. So you have to find like another way to earn revenue. But a lot of people will say you build a practice of one-to-one -one clients and after you hit a certain number of one-to-one -one clients, if you feel ready to move into Group coaching, that's how you're going to make money, right? You might not want to do group coaching. So you have to figure out a way how you're going to scale your business a way that feels good for you, right? Um, oh, there's like a lesson I took and there's like four ways to earn more money in your business. You either like offer a new service or you increase your prices or I don't know the other ways, but you like Google, there's like probably stuff on that, like the four, like four ways, or I don't know how many ways to actually make more money in your business. But like, um, if you were our coach and you didn't want to do group, you could increase your one-to-one -one rate, especially if you're in demand, right? So there's all of those things, but like, do not grow your business in a way doesn't feel good. So now anything I do in my business, I do not listen to other people and how I'm going to grow it. Um, 
And truthfully, if there is somebody who's telling you the direction to grow it or saying, this is how you're going to learn, like this is the best way, or I recommend this, or watch with people's language because they really shouldn't be telling you as a um, a guide in any way how you should be running your business because it's not theirs. Um, like a guide should just ask the right questions to trigger an aha moment response. Like, oh, that's what I should be doing, right? We shouldn't be like telling people what to do. And if you are going to give a response, I mean, I've had mentors just say, in my opinion, I would do this, but you do what you want. And that's a good mentor if they say something like that, because they really shouldn't be telling you how to run your business and just being so young I was 22 I'm 25 now and just being 22 and really not knowing what to do I was like okay but I have a 3-5 human design so I had to almost attempt to be like a full almost full service agency to be like ew no I don't want to be a full ew like no but then honestly after that happened like six months later I closed my social media agency like doors for new clients and I just helped people who I already had and then I just let them fall off as the classic thing comes out I don't really have this in my budget anymore that's always the thing and then I just pushed on to uh pushed forward onto the astrology business consulting and then uh got the full-time job of marketing and you always look back and you're like wow what an interesting journey but yeah so mistake do not hire if you think you want to hire somebody you got to take a step back and reevaluate re- if you really need to hire somebody. And I would recommend like if it's possible in the business that you have, hire an intern, right? Um, it will cost you less. They're going to be way more eager, seriously. Um, and it really does help you connect. It could be one of like um, – it's always cool like, in a business if you can think of a way to like give back to the community. And if you if you went to a certain school, like you're an alumni, connect with people that like at that school to see if there's someone who needs like work experience, a placement. It varies on the um, the school and the program if it's paid or unpaid. But regardless, like it's a chance to like impact somebody's like learning experience and I'm really big on learning and educating so I I don't know if that's why I like I love my internships and I almost wanted to create an atmosphere that was like like yeah I need help with stuff but what do you want to learn and let's create an opportunity for you to do that so if you want to hire I would always like be like nope take a step back but also like look at interns first (laughs) and then if you really want to hire you really should seek out um a professional like an accountant or financial advisor to see if it's actually fiscally responsible for you to do so and then if you are gonna hire you need to vet those people like crazy like you really need to give them tasks like call reference like multiple references especially if you're a small business and it's just you like really 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 vet them to like yeah all I'll say there and then um don't listen to anyone on how to scale your business scale the way you want to and then seek help on how to scale in that direction because you can't do everything yourself but you just you need to know how your business is going to grow your own way knowing your um your intuition what it's telling you right like if you have like three different services and you've been doing them like three years and you're not really feeling called to one of them like drop it 
and focus on the other two because that's like an intuitive call. So this episode's called Mistakes I've Made in Business and What I Do Now. So what I do now in my business is it's just me. I haven't had an intern. I had another intern. I, I was scared, to be honest, to have, have an intern after the whole independent contractor situation, but I, it was uh, an intern through a university near me, their summer trek program. I filled out a thing and said, I have a project I need help on, and I had an intern for two months. She was lovely. I wrote a recommendation letter for her to get into her master's program, and she messaged me months later saying she did, so that was really nice to see. But that was the summer, of, I want to say like July of 2020. Um, she helped me. She was lovely. And I haven't had anybody help me in my business since. I've done everything myself because if I look at my business, I do not need to hire anybody, right? But I had this like big vision for where I wanted to go. And I thought that to be a CEO business owner, you had to have employees. And you don't. You do not need employees. I like to think I have creative um partners and accountability support. I have a photographer who always does my photography twice a year. I have a graphic designer I go to for things and I have an accountability coach. These three women that I work with, they're lovely. They're linked on my website. Um, They each have their own individual registered business and I hire technically like their business to work with. And that's a much better way of doing things and a much safer way to do things because these people are also like badass business owners and right so that's how I do it now instead of just like hiring a person and putting up a job thing it's like no I'm gonna reach out to a business that does it because you totally get what you pay for and with my business how I'm scaling it I'm just taking it day by day and figuring out what I like to do and I'm I'm making so many feedback forms now um, and I'm having I'm sending them out two clients after working with me to say, give me your feedback, please. Now, yes, this works to get testimonials and that's great to use, but I always ask, is there something I could have done differently? Is there something I could have done better? And I want to hear that so then I can do better. (laughs) And then I always offer something free in the, uh, in the thing, just because like it's an incentive. But it really helps me realize at the end of it, like, did I like doing this event or this class? And then did the people like it as well? So that's how you figure out if you're going to scale. So thank you for listening to this episode and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the Don't Tell Me What To Do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes. Or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.